0: This is Sam, and this is Kareen, and we are two OncDocs. This week's episode, we're going to be focusing on early stage and locally advanced non-small cell lung cancer. And so we're going to go into all the important details that you guys need to know regarding staging of non-small cell lung cancer, the pathology, as well as local and systemic therapies. So before we start, um, there's a little note on this episode and that the treatment landscape of non-small cell lung cancers is quickly changing, which is very exciting for this disease and also the patients afflicted by it. But also know that the boards are going to be a few years behind in writing their questions. So I cover three trials at the end of this episode that Karina and I actually did not even have to have on our radar when we took the boards just a year ago, but probably will be reflected in the next few years. So just be aware that this is a High yield topic every single year, and something that you guys need to watch and rewatch the newest episodes of whichever um, studying videos you guys are doing, and also making sure that you t- check in with your local um, experts on how the field is changing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I know Sam and I were talking after we took our exam and we both felt like there were at least five or six questions on stage two and three non-small cell lung cancer. So definitely pay attention to this episode. And so to start us off, what are the different
0: histologies of non-small cell lung cancer? So there's two big players of that. The first one is adenocarcinoma. And so the staining of adenocarcinoma, our IHC stains will be positive for TTF1, cytokeratin 7. And the second big flavor of non-small cell lung cancer is squamous cell. And those will stain positive for P63 and P40. And those are important things to note because they can just give you the stains and expect you to correlate the positive IHCs with either adenocarcinoma and squame, and then extrapolate what kind of chemo regimen you'd use or things like that. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah. So the TTF one positive in adenocarcinoma and negative in squamous cell. And so, how do we stage non metastatic non small cell lung cancer?
0: Definitely. This is also extremely detailed and there is new guidelines and new staging criteria for non-small cell lung cancer. I remember this came out when we were in training. And so everyone was talking about switching the additions and what the nuances of each new staging criteria is. So I tried my hardest to simplify this to the, um, most, Easy to remember, so I did not do perfect, so you guys definitely need to look these up, but in general, stage one is a tumor less than four centimeters and being lymph node negative. Stage two can be greater than four centimeters, less than seven centimeters, or having multiple nodules in the same lung lobe, but still lymph node negative or ipsilateral, peribronchial, or hyalur lymph nodes, which are considered N1. These are the double-digit stations. If they give you a bronch and they say station 10, 11, 12, those are N1 lymph nodes. And stage three is having a tumor greater than seven centimeters, having multiple nodules in the same or an ipsilateral lobe plus lymph nodes, or having N2 lymph nodes affected, and these are the single digit stations, or N3, which is having contralateral mediastinal or hilar lymph nodes. So again, this is the most simplified I could get for the staging of one, two, and three. There are lots of little nuances, but this I think will carry you through your board vignettes. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think, you know, like you said, the stage twos for the lymph nodes, just think of intrapulmonary and hilar lymph nodes. And then for the stage three, the higher lymph node stations, those are like the subcarinal and the mediastinal lymph nodes.
0: And then also the
1: contralateral. and, And the contralateral, exactly. And so what are the basics of treatment for each
0: stage? Yep. Again, I tried to simplify this the most for this episode. So, stage one, we do local therapy. We do surgery or we do radiation if a patient is not a surgical candidate. And it is not standard to offer adjuvant chemotherapy to stage one non small cell lung cancers. In stage two, we do surgery followed by adjuvant chemotherapy, which we'll talk about in the next few minutes. Stage 3A, we do chemo or chemo plus radiation followed by surgery. Or if the patient actually was thought to be stage one or two and went to surgery first, came out, found out that it was a stage three, you can follow with chemotherapy plus or minus radiation. And the radiation component's pretty controversial. And the last category is stage three A, who are non-surgical candidates right up front or stage three B, which I feel this was the bulk of our questions from our boards. You do concurrent chemo radiation. Followed by Dervalumab, and this is based on the Pacific trial. The Pacific trial was published in the New England Journal of Medicine in 2017, and they looked at chemo radiation, followed by placebo versus Dervalumab, and Dervalumab added improved progression free survival and overall survival. So that is the new standard of care, and that definitely will be asked on your boards.
1: Yeah, we absolutely had that question, and so it's important to know that the Dervalumab should be given at least within two months of completing chemo radiation. However, I think there were some trials showing in the real world that if you do it within uh, four to six weeks, that's even better. Um, And you'll give the Durelimab for up to a year. And so what are, so I know you mentioned that surgery can be an option for all of these stage one through three A. And so what are key factors in determining if a patient is a surgical candidate?
0: Yep. I don't, I can't recall if we had a question on this, but I know that every review does cover the surgical criteria. Um, I feel it's a little outside of our realm as medical oncologists, but it, I guess, could be fair game. So, to determine if someone is a surgical candidate, you have to do PFTs. And if their FEV1 is greater than 1.5 liters, they can undergo a lobectomy. If their FEV1 is greater than 2 liters, they can undergo a pneumonectomy. And so this is something we need to look at for all stage 1s, 2s, and 3As. And lobectomy remains the standard for operable patients. And things like wedge resection or radiation are alternatives, but technically um, less effective as a true lobectomy. But we have to take that with a grain of salt because, of course, a lot of these patients have a very significant smoking history. They probably have underlying COPD or emphysema. And so that does affect what we are able to safely offer these patients. So lobectomy, is where we try to hit for, but wedge resection and radiation are all alternatives if we can't get to surgery.
1: I do think this was tested. So yeah, you're absolutely right. They may give you a vignette of someone with a low FEV1 and they want you to consider SBRT instead of surgery. And so in terms of the adjuvant chemo regimens,
0: what are the options for
1: stage two and three non-small cell lung cancer?
0: Yeah. So similar to many other cancers, this is a platinum-based therapy, and we combine this either cisplatin or sometimes carboplatin with venirelbine, and you need to be aware of bean, It has toxicity of neuropathy and cytopenias. You can also combine it with paclitaxel, docetaxel, gemcitabine, or pemetrexid if the patient has non-squamous cell, non-small cell lung cancer. The most commonly used adjuvant chemotherapy regimens for stage 2 and 3 if they have um, adenocarcinoma, it's cisplatin plus pemetrexid for four cycles, or if they have squamous cell, it's cisplatin plus gemcitabine or docetaxol for four cycles. And the most commonly used chemotherapy regimens in unresectable stage three is using EP with radiation, carbopaclitaxol with radiation, or cis with radiation for non-squamous cell, um, non-small cell lung cancers.
1: Yeah. And remember that it's concurrent chemo with radiation, not sequential usually in these cases.
0: And so do we ever give post-op radiation? This is a controversial topic. Um, I put this in here because I think that it would be a tricky question. So, therefore, I don't think it'd be truly a board eligible question. Um, But there technically was a port meta analysis in the Lancet that was published that showed inferior survival for stage one and two patients if they received post operative radiation. And then there was no difference for those with stage three. I think it's a conversation. I've actually never seen it given in clinical practice. um, So, I don't really think we give post-op radiation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just also wanted to mention, I know that Sam mentioned the most commonly used chemo regimens for our stage two threes, but just remember that even though cisplatin is the listed agent, if someone has renal failure, you have to Mm -hmm. sub out the cisplatin. And, you know, we've talked about that in previous episodes and other cancer types. Um, And so what are some special circumstances in non-metastatic, non-small cell lung cancer?
0: Yes. So one that I think that they will ask is multiple nodules in the same lobe or ipsilateral lobe. And so this we do surgery followed by chemotherapy. Another one that people get commonly asked on boards, and I think we definitely were, is superior sulcus tumors. And so if they are resectable up front, you do chemo radiation, then surgery. If they are unresectable, you do chemo radiation, then durvalumab. So the big thing is if it's superior sulcus, even if they're resectable, you start with chemo radiation is the big underlining, bold, high, high yield thing to remember. If there is chest wall invasion, you do multimodality, which can either be surgery, then chemotherapy with or without radiation, or concurrent chemo radiation and then surgery. So these are three special circumstances that I think are high yield and board testable.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think these are very high yields. And so there's been a lot of new therapies, as you mentioned earlier. So, what are some of the new targeted therapies in non metastatic mouse cell lung cancer?
0: Yeah. So last year when we took our boards, these were just on the cusp of prime time or things that we were talking about in clinic, but you and I did not have to worry about for board studying. Um, The first one is the ADORA trial, which is published in the New England Journal of Medicine in 2020. And so what it looked at is adjuvant osimertinib in EGFR mutated, resected stage 1B, so all the way down to stage 1, to 3A non-small cell lung cancer. And what they saw, is that osimertinib had significant increase in disease-free survival compared to placebo. So I do think that this is going to hit prime time. It might be on your boards this year, probably more likely next year since they're about two years behind with writing questions. The second trial was published in the Lancet 2021, and this is the Empower 010 trial. And this looked at the benefit of a tezolizumab for completely resected stage 2B to 3A. And the tezolizumab was given for a year. And what they saw is that there was improved disease-free survival. And most of the patients that got benefit had a PDL one greater than 1%. So I think this also will come into prime time. So if someone is 2B to 3A and they're resected, if they have a PDL1 greater than one percent, you probably will be adding on a tezolizumab for them also. And the last trial was actually just published in the New England Journal of Medicine, 2022, and this is the CheckMate 816 trial. And so this is looking at neo-adjuvant, so before surgery, nivolumab plus platinum doublet for three cycles. And what they saw is giving this up front prior to surgical resection had longer event-free survival and higher pathologic responses than chemo alone. So I think, again, the landscapes are really going to be changing in the next few years. And so this is going to be something, a uh, topic you guys are going to have to review close to your boards.
1: Yeah, those are great updates. And again, we'll see when those are reflected on the boards. And so that was a wonderful summary. And as we mentioned, you know, listen to this episode two or three times because in terms of walking out of the boards, we were shocked by how many say, two and three non-small cell lung cancer questions we had. And so what are our key takeaways?
0: Definitely. So again, guys, I really simplified this episode down to the core basics. There is a lot of nitty gritties. Um, You guys should definitely review those, but at its biggest picture and the most simplified, know that the landscape of treating non-metastatic, non-small cell lung cancer is quickly changing. I can't say that enough because I think this episode will probably be out of date in the next nine months because things are rapidly changing for this disease. But staging at its core basics, stage one are tumors less than five centimeters, lymph node negative, and you treat stage ones with surgery or radiation, depending on the patient's ability to undergo surgery. Stage twos are tumors greater than five centimeters, but less than seven centimeters. They can be N1, and you treat them with surgery followed by chemotherapy for four cycles. Stage three are tumors greater than seven centimeters, having multiple nodules. In the same or ipsilateral lobe, or having N2, N3 disease, and we treat the stage threes with chemo or chemoradiation followed by surgery, or if they're not a surgical candidate, chemoradiation followed by a year of durvalumab, and then adjuvant chemotherapy regimens for squamous cell are generally cisplatin or carboplatin plus gemcitabine or docetaxol. Adjuvant chemo regimens most commonly for adenocarcinoma is cisplatin or carboplatin plus pembrolizumab. And then know that EGF targeting with osimertinib as well as immunotherapy is coming into play and will likely be on the boards in the next few years. Absolutely. And definitely remember, you know, I know Sam really simplified this, but just
1: make sure you review the difference between N1 and N2 and 3 so you know where that falls um, for the stage two and three difference. And so as always, thank you for listening. Good luck with your boards. And please feel free to reach out to us with corrections or comments on our Instagram or Twitter to OncDocs.
0: Yep, have a great week guys. Good luck studying for boards.